Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Great. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> That's wonderful for you. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. Nani Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where episode by episode we recap and discuss Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, part five, Ventai Oreo. We've done the other four parts. In order. But they don't get any recognition anymore. Not today. No. They're just the past, man. They are. And we're always looking ahead to the future. The future. And is part six going to get announced anytime soon? Probably Uh, not. uh, That's not good. That's not good news, is it? Today, we watch the sixth episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo entitled Moody Blues Counterattack, which covers chapters uh, 459 through 461 and... Parts of 484 of the manga. It's a hell of a jump. Yes, um, those flashback scenes were uh, originally communicated much later in the manga. I see, I see. But with this guy's introduction, it makes more sense to put them in earlier. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Makes sense. Cool. To, to me. <laughs> hey, Liam. Hey, Nick. Did you know that today's episode has been brought to you by the Squeaky Clean? Squeaky Clean. Definitely not a mafia member. An absolutely 100% legit sounding name, Peter Cleaves. That's a really cool name. I know. And he's definitely not a mafia member with a name like Peter Cleaves. Mm. Can you imagine walking around being like, hey, my name is Peter Cleaves. I hear you've been causing some trouble down by the docks. Now, I'm not saying that my middle name is Will. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, alright, it doesn't work at all. (laughs) Thanks, Peter. You're a good lad with a good name. So, Nick. Yes. Moody Blues Counterattack. Do you mean Moody Jazz's Counterattack? Sure, why not? Crunchyroll clearly communicated it better. They clearly know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what that reference is. Moody Blues Counterattack. Moody Jazz. What did you think? Uh, well, I thought the name was dumb, and then it's meant to be Moody Blues, so that makes a lot more sense. Uh, but holy fucking shit, this is a rad episode. Yeah? This is hype as fuck. Yeah? This is like... Ooh! Ooh! So this is the first of our um of the boys that we met last week that we've seen in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abakio. Abakio. With his stand, Moody Blues. Judgment. Judge no. Eyes, the character. I guess, kind of. He was a cop, now he's not. Shit, now I brought up Yakuza. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon that in noir stories and things like that, that an ex-police officer becomes a private investigator or whatever mm. when they burn out. But mm. this time he's just gone full-on organised crime. You know, it's like, you know what? If I'm going to work for an organisation, may as well get money. His stand is interesting. Would we say that? Yes. Okay. It's not right. really a combat-oriented stand for the most part, but uh, he does some interesting things with it. I mean, yeah, but eh, it's a bit odd. Isn't it? Just as a stand concept? I mean, we've seen weirder. Have we? Yeah. Have we? Yeah. Like Home at Purple. Gotta smash them cameras to take them pics. Yeah, but didn't he then not have to smash cameras to yeah, do Yeah, but it? we don't talk about that. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Heaven's um, Door. What did Heaven's Door do? Turn people into books. Yeah, but that makes more sense than this one. Why? Well, this one is a bit like... Okay. So, okay. To be explicit, what Moody okay. Blues does is he assigns it to a target person mm-hmm. and he can rewind and fast forward through their personal timeline and it will reenact their actions exactly. Yeah, which is a bit fucking weird. Why? Normally, it's like either something is being targeted by the thing, but ultimately I'm the one that's, you know, or you can see the, like, the tangible effect of it right then and there, right? So like, if you think about Heaven's Door, it's like, I shoot Heaven's Door at you. Yeah. And now I get to open you and read you like a book. 
But this is a bit different to now I get to view his timeline forward and backwards, even though I had no recollection of it beforehand thing. It's not it's not a memory thing. I know, but it it's just a magic seems, thing. I know, but it seems weird to me. It's so weird. Huh, I don't I don't get the weirdness. Oh, okay. It seems right. very straightforward to me. It seems very JoJo's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're not here to dissect Moody Blues in detail yet. <laughs> we're here to start the episode. That's the nerdiest thing you've ever said. It's like, we're not here to decide like to dissect this yet. I think I've said far nerdier things on this com- on this podcast. Now, what would you have possibly said that was nerdier? Uh, than something that? about the Star Wars prequel. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Smash cut to Abakio's tragic past. He was a cop. He believed in justice, but the world didn't believe in justice. No, the world was out to break him down. Oh, man, such a such a a moral contradiction with being a police officer. You're supposed to protect the people, but the people you're meant to protect are jerks. It turns what? out Italy's the worst. What's a boy to do? Oh, maybe he should join the mob. And we get a brief, like, montage of, like, Abakio, like, dealing with kids throwing rocks at his car, and, and there's a, a scooter theft, and then, then someone yells at him. It's like, what you doing? Why did you let my wife get a stolen? Yeah? Wait, my wife's purse get a stolen. Why'd you let my wife get a stolen by the kidnappers? No one's grateful for all of his hard police work. No, not even a Bakio. Sure. Because he goes home, he's all like, what am I doing with my he's life? He's all clean cut. He wears his police officer uniform. Which he... looks different to every other police officer uniform we've seen so far. Does it? It does. It's like slightly skinnier. It's slightly... tapered. It's more tight, shall we say. Uh, and it's got just a tiny bit more colour in it. And he looks different to how we've seen him too. He yeah. doesn't have his big gothic aesthetic. He's no. got normal hair. He's still got those lips though. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's genetic. True, true. Can't get rid of that. Uh, and then uh, we see like a series of um, newspaper bad, headlines. Bad events. Like, oh, Master Thief Isako arrested. Master Thief Isako released on $70 million bail. Victims angry. <laughs> Would you be angry if someone who stole your precious diamonds, precious diamonds, un- from right under your bed, <laughs> where I'd keep my precious diamonds? Oh man! Stole my precious chaos emeralds. It's like my friend Rouge the Bat. It's like my uh, my old buddy who apparently is oh, a gold here we thief. Go. Oh yeah, you were telling me about this the other week. Yeah, off air. So I know a guy who's a gold thief who apparently kept his gold coins under his bed. Yeah, he stole from the mint. He stole from the mint and then literally walked across the road. To sell the gold in his uniform, because he's a genius. And he's in prison now? Yeah, he's definitely in prison now, yeah. But it's like... <laughs> Nick Valentine consorting with known gold thieves. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't have any... I wish I had gold, man. It's night time. Abakio is, like, busting some pimp and his sex worker. And he's all like, come on, man, you know who I... Wait, sorry. Come on, man, you know who I am. Come on, man, the girl's father is swimming in debt and she needs the cash. It's just a bit of sex work. I look like a pirate. <laughs> he does not look like a yeah, pirate. Yeah, he does. He's got, like, this big brown coat and this bandana around his head and this one lock of hair. No, he looks... Total anime pirate. Oh, an anime pirate. Oh, okay, no, that's very different. <laughs> So he's all like, come on, it's just a little bit of hanky It's fine, yeah. Come on, we, but, no one's getting hurt. And she's like, come on, man, I'm bored. Abakio's all like, well, it's either he pays the money to oh, me. Because he, he subtly, subtly knocks uh, Abakio's hand with a wad full of cash. And he's all like, well, he either pays the money to me or to his lawyers in the court. 
Well, I guess I'll take the bribe. And then you can see the regret in his eyes. Renegade interrupt. Oh, no. Later, a shop is being robbed. Abakio and his unnamed partner are called to the scene. And the partner's like, Abakio, you go around the back. Okay. I don't know what that was. No, I don't know what what mine was either. (laughs) And it's that guy, that one pirate. (gasps) The anime pirate man? Yeah, and he shot a guy in the head. Oh my god, he's been shot in the head. And the guy is like, oh, come on, man. Couldn't you just pretend that you didn't see me, man? What, the guy who got shot in the head? Yeah. Oh. What does the pirate guy say? I shot that guy in the head and I'll do it again. Man, what an asshole. <laughs> no, so that guy's like, you just pretend you didn't see me. Uh, and Abakio's like, no, I can't do that. You killed that guy. And we see, with our knowledge of dramatic irony, uh-huh. that uh, this man has a, uh, a gun stuffed in the back of his trousers. <gasps> And he starts being like, oh, well, you know, if uh, if you have to arrest me, it'll come out that you've accepted a bribe from me. Somehow. I mean, I don't know how it'd be relevant, but you've accepted a bribe from me. It'll come out. Can you have that on your reputation? And certainly the only person who is testifying about that wouldn't have a vested interest in proving you wrong. Hmm. So you're going to shoot me or what, punk? <laughs> Put the gun down, please. It's dangerous. And Abakio puts down his gun as that other guy pulls out his gun as even then Abakio's partner bursts into the room like Abakio he's got a gun and he pushes Abakio both the guns go off at once this is very much like a scene in this bad show we watched on my other podcast Backstrom uh, I'm sorry what? Backstrom have you told me about this no, before? no it's bad uh, Backstrom listen to Mystery Twins Detective Agency for more on Backstrom the bad show starring Rain Wilson sorry what's it called again? Backstrom what the fuck? Uh, so the partner gets shot real bad and the criminal gets shot less bad but he's complaining a lot more yeah he's all like oh I'm gonna die man you fucking shot me you asshole meanwhile Abakio's unnamed partner is bleeding out he's he's dead he's just fucking dead so Abakio's there like what have I done oh my choices truly have come back to haunt me and then he sank into a dark pit of despair I hope this doesn't develop into an obsession with the past and missed opportunities that will inform some sort of psychic power I develop (laughs) maybe (laughs) so he's all like oh man life isn't worth anything anymore I'm just gonna live this little hermit life back in my little closet the narrator the narrator informs us that Abakio is charged with being a dirty cop and because he allowed his partner to die that would haunt him forever how long did he go to jail for? I don't know if he did yeah didn't they say he got jailed for no I like to believe he got (laughs) jailed okay I Uh, want to believe the system works. The narrator talks about how his body and soul were plunged into darkness and we see Abakio in his new gothic look in like just a black void with that film grainy filter over him. He's all like, yeah, I'm cool now. Yeah. I'm like Wesley Crusher that one season. Life is just like darkness and whatever. Okay, Tetsuya Nomura, calm it down. I don't know who that is. The maker of Kingdom Hearts. All right, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, I thought it was a funny reference. And he's there, and he's drinking, and he's like, life will never get better. But hark, who's that white-clad angel standing (laughs) neath that umbrella across that empty street? Is that the man that I really like? Why, that's Bruno Bucciarati. (gasps) It's not just I who enjoys his company. The famously popular mobster. Everyone loves him, even this gothic man. So Bruno's there, and he's like, Abakio, was it? And then we cut to the OP. 
Red like roses, etc. Don't know what any of that was. And uh, of course, more on that scene later. Ooh. In the secret post credit scene. Um, now it's not fucking secret, is it? I didn't know it was there. <laughs> You're meant to be the guy who knows. Um, yeah, Abakio, interesting that he was a police officer and this power that he has. That allows him to see back in time. Because I feel like that would be really good for solving crimes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking mm. as well. But also, I think it is symbolically linked with like his regrets mm. and things like that. Should we just talk about Moody Blues now? Sure. Because he's about not? to unveil it. So Moody Blues is like this weird chromatic dude. It's like this big, like leather clad... Uh, I was going to say he's more like a squid. Rabbit man <laughs> with uh, speakers for eyes and on its hands and shit. And then a big timer in its forehead. Uh, and it's got a really, like, well-sculpted ass. Man, I'm really glad you brought that up. Because when <laughs> I saw it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get away with, with saying how good its ass is. Yeah. like, my God. It's like a ballet dancer, you know? Just right there. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. well-sculpted. Uh, Hirohiko Araki had this to say about Moody Blues. Oh, here we go. Is that a leotard or full-body tights? Either way, it's covered in vinyl from head to toe. I saw this sort of fashion in a movie or something. It has an unorthodox ability, so it's not suited for combat. That was nothing. That was literally <laughs> nothing. There's no sourcing on any of that. It's just like, oh, I think I saw it somewhere. Um, and it's pretty weird. Not good for combat. No, not good for combat. But I will say mm. that in this episode and in other future ones, even though his stand power is not suited for combat, as our Araki said. Uh-huh. They do let him still have some cool moments, which I appreciate. I mean, you would you would want that from a guy who can't do anything in combat, right? Like, you'd want him to just come and be like, hey, I don't care about he, your livelihood. He, he also Damn. does put his stand to a lot of good use, um, which isn't just learning, like, what someone else did. Mm. It has a lot of cool utility with imaginative applications. Intriguing. Intriguing. Mm. Does he possibly apply it to a dog that may or may not be dead. Don't think so. Oh, Araki, you let me down. The Moody Blues are an English rock band formed in Birmingham, Birmingham in 1964. I know who they are. Tell me more then. Um, they basically play rock. My dad really likes them. Ah. Um, they were around throughout the 70s, I believe. Although I don't know about the 80s. Uh, yes, apparently hiatus from... Oh, apparently they're still active, but they were on hiatus from 74 through 77. There you go. That's the exact opposite of what I said. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, they, um, they're kind of like the quintessential like 70s rock band. Like They're just kind of like, oh, we're going to play some old 70s rock, Moody Blues. Their most successful singles include Go Now, Nights in White Satin, Tuesday Afternoon, Tuesday Afternoon, Nick Knows, no. Question, and Your Wildest Dreams. Ooh, tell me more. No. Well, I guess that's that segment. That's Moody Blues. That's Moody Blues. They're okay. He's a Bakio. Uh, he's there. He's got his, his vinyl-clad rabbit man mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ready to go. On the boat. The boat. Brief recap when Giorno does his dumb shit from last week. Uh, hey, I'm going to run in and not die. <gasps> I'm dead. Fuck. Abakio's like, I'll solve this mystery with my stand. I don't trust Giorno, but Giorno believes you won't abandon him, Bruno. So I'm going to solve this mystery. But can he do it? Yes. Well, spoiler alert much. Come on. Bruno, like, they, they go and look at the fly. Yeah. And Bruno zips open the decks, but there's nothing there. What? What? But no, oh, the fly's coming back around. Watch out. 
They spend a lot of this episode just avoiding this fly. But yeah, the fly's a dangerous motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so he's like, I'll use my stand to solve this mystery. Let's get below decks. So they uh, open up the deck below mm-hmm. and they're all like, whoop. And then close it behind them. The perfect crime. <laughs> They'll never get them now. Ah. Um, Abakio creates moody blues. And he's all like, moody jazz. Yeah. Uh, cool effect where like he leaves after images that resolve themselves into his stand. Oh, because it's a time thing. And it makes like a phone dial tone noise. Yeah, we're never going to get sick of that, are we? Boop. That's my impression. <laughs> no, wasn't it like the... It wasn't a dial-up router connecting. It was not... Uh, what's the other bit? Etc. Um, no, it wasn't that. Oh, okay. It was just like a single tone. Oh, that makes and, like, a, a lot of sense. like a connecting noise, like a crackle. Like a dial-up router? No. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I want a poll. I want a poll to make sure that this is good. Mm, we don't need a poll. We can just check, but we don't need to check because I remember and I know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if you said that anywhere else? So it's like, hey, Liam, I don't know if this is right. Uh, I think it is. Uh, no, I am. Um, do we want to check? We can just no. use the internet. Nah. Uh, are, you, are you sure you're right? Yeah. Okay, well, I think, I think you're not well, right. no. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I guess we buy. I'm going to put Moody Blues on Narantia. Narantia? Narantia. Narantia. Narantia Gerga. Narantia. The little guy. Oh, with the boombox and the yeah. uh, the sweet abs. It was like in the last five minutes that he got got. So we'll put five <laughs> minutes on the timer. Hey, hang on. Question. Mm-hmm. How old is Narantia again? Uh, he's like 17 or something. Okay. For a minute, I was like, oh, he's like 13 or something. And then I was like, wait. No. But he's got... He's older than Giorno Giovanna. Which makes no sense. Cause... Some people look young. Yeah, but holy fucking shit, those abs. <laughs> Young people can have abs. Yeah, but they come through what he's wearing. Like, it's very tight. Is it? Yeah. It looked pretty loose. Anyway. Anyway. Our Moody Blues turns into an exact replica of Narantia, but has a timer still on its forehead. Weird. Uh, and starts reenacting that famous boombox sketch, but without the props and without Mr. being there. Ah, oh, this guy sold me a boombox. Bam! Oh, so angry at that tech guy fast. Everyone's, everyone's like, this is boring. Let's fast forward a bit. <laughs> We see him, like, amble over to where everyone's looking at Bruno being impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he sits on that thing. And then they're behind him in the instance where he gets stabbed. <gasps> and they see a tiny hole appear in his shoulder blade. It's that same wound that Giorno Giovanna had. Oh. Could this be a clue? And all the air deflates out of him. Like a balloon. Yes. They pause him as he's getting sucked into the pipes. And uh, Bruno, like, fills him up. And uh. is like... He's floppy, like a condom. Yes, his flesh nails and bones and clothes and even his belt buckle are floppy, like a condom. Like a condom. You why know. not just say a balloon again? Like, why not? <laughs> like, the perfect analogy here <laughs> is balloons. And he's like, hmm, he's floppy, like a condom. A condom can be a balloon. True, true. And I suppose a balloon is just a state of being. So, you know, it's not like a physical object that we use at parties or anything. So a condom is a far more... Uh, Common. Yes, yes. A more daily uh, item. Yes, of course. Hmm. Hmm. If you're Bruno Bucciarati, at least. Oh, damn! <laughs> man, just imagine being like, man, his flesh is all floppy, like a condom. And he's like, we get it. <laughs> you <laughs> have sex. We get it. Amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're Bruno Bucciarati. Everyone loves you. Literally. <laughs> Amazing. 
<laughs> just the thought of a Bakio acting like that. <laughs> <laughs> just him with his deadpan yeah. face, like, wow, amazing. No, saying it exactly like you said it before. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, he's hiding in the pipes and the gaps in the walls. Oh, ah. He's a sneaky boy. That's why Jorno's fly can find like the vague area, but hasn't tracked them down yet. Because mm, he's hiding in the vents. Basically, yeah. 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 So he says, now we just need to chase them and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Resuming the replay. And Bruno's all, no, Abakio. When you're replaying, you can't attack or defend yourself. And Abakio's like, that's fine. That's the plan. Yep. So he walks through everything else the bad guy did. Like, oh, here's where we, he got Mister. Here's where he got Fugo. And now here's where he's going to get me. Oh, he's coming. Can you open the zips? Yeah, I can open the fucking zips. And they open the zips to the pipe. Whoop. But there's nothing there. Bakio, you liar. There's nothing here. <laughs> but he's like, no, I can feel my stand and I can feel that it's there. But it's not there. I can... A new it. level to this mystery. <laughs> Immediately you just go, a clue. Ah, I'll add this to the court record. Grab your pipe, be like, aha, uh-huh, yeah. For some reason, when I brought up the fake pipe, I did the like gesture with the mouth on the wrong side ah, to yes, where the yes. pipe goes. On account of your broken jaw. Exactly. Uh, Abakio has Moody Blues punch the inside of the pipe a bit to make sure it's inside a pipe. Dong. It is, but they can't see it. Oh, what are they going to do? Hmm. Oh, Watch out, Abakio. The fly's coming back around. We need to run. And Abakio says, run? No. Jorno, who I hate, told me to solve this mystery. So I will. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. Fair. I, Fair. Like, I like how he just has to get those barbs in every yeah. time. <laughs> just like, no. you only met the guy like today. Yeah. Hey, Jorno, you know, that guy I really hate. I think I can find you know, him. my worst enemy, Giorno Giovanna. Who I hate. And I've hated as long as I've known him, which is like half an hour. That guy that I hate? Yeah, Giorno. Giorno, that's the guy I hate. Real snap judgments from Abakio. Well, you know, he's a good judge of character. Is he? I don't know. He made the poor character judgment of accepting a bribe from a murderer. Well, that wasn't a character judgment so much as forcing his hand. Because at the time... He was so down and out that he thought, well, no matter what I do, he'll win anyway. Ah. I may as well profit from it because it's pointless not to. Ah. And it's also pointless too. So either way I lose. Ah. And then he just shoved it in his hand because he couldn't do anything. Not like John O'Gear fucking Varner. Let me tell you a thing about him. He would do whatever the hell he wanted. He's got a dream. A golden dream. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Abakio's like, yes, I'm solving the mystery. And then we can kill him. I figured it out when I saw the mast. Uh-oh, here comes the bad guy in the pipes. Better have an off-screen fight scene with him briefly. Oh no, I got stabbed. Bye. <laughs> he's deflating, he's getting dragged away. Bruno goes to grab him and he just gets slapped in the face by that limp hand. <laughs> like condom fingers. Leaving a... a Bloody upside down tear yeah. on his face, yeah. I guess. Uh, color palette shifts. Bruno's in a pink suit. He's all alone. He's vulnerable. Ooh, this is bad. This is real bad. Yeah. Uh, he puts zips everywhere, makes a big hole. No one's there. That's interesting, because someone was definitely there. Not more than a second ago. Oh, and then a voice rings out and is like, Ho, ho, ho. The seagulls are flying. Do you know what that means? 
It means shut the fuck up and tell me where you are. It means we're getting closer to shore, Bucciarati, and you're all alone. Ah, ah, ah. Shut up. Just and where like, are you? Through this whole conversation that's about to ensue, it's as if we're talking to the fly that represents his approximate location. I mean, because when he gets angry, the fly will buzz around in a more angry manner. And <laughs> I just love that, like, it's just this stupid looking fly with bulbous eyes. Mm-hmm. Like a fly. Like a fly. But Bruno's like. The fly. The fly. And there's even a moment where they, they're both, the fly and Bruno's faces are like superimposed over the oh, screen as if they're ridiculous. nemeses. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's just a fly. So good. And the fly is in fact a shoe. Hey? Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the shoe fly. Don't bother me. I mean, that is weird. <laughs> that is very weird. JoJo's is our adventure. It's very bizarre. Mm. The only show where a mobster that everyone actually loves is being hounded by a fly made from a shoe that his friend, who just joined the mobster gang that he was with, who also just deflated all of his friends into condoms, is now harassing well, no, him. Well, he didn't do that. What, the fly? The, gu- the guy. No, true, the guy did. Sorry, the fly, who is the proxy of... Ah, right, I see. The guy. Yes. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, the guy, we know it's Zucchero from last episode. Um, uh, he's Zucchero. all like, he was the one who was driving and bad at driving. Yep, yep, with the weird spikes mm-hmm. on his everything. Yep, he's all, your friends are still alive, and if you answer my questions right, maybe I'll even return them to normal. Tell me where Polpo's fortune is. Nah. And Bruno's like, are you from Passione? And then he gets really angry, and he's like, don't talk to me! <laughs> Now, this is where the contradictions really start piling up. <laughs> shut up and tell me what I need to know. Wait, shut up and tell you what I you need to know? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you there. Tell me everything. Do it. Oh, you'll No, find- you be quiet now. I'm the one who talks. I was going to say, oh, you'll find out. I'm about to summon it. <laughs> <laughs> what the thing? The fortune? Someone gets that. Oh, okay. Where's Pablo's fortune? Uh, tell me uh, if you... Wait, if you say any words that aren't telling me where it is, I'll kill one of your friends. If you stay silent, I'll kill your friends. If you lie to me, I'll kill your friends. Now, where's the money? And Bruno's like, huh, black-tailed girls. They're not seagulls at all. They're black-tailed girls. You can tell because of the sort of meowing sound they make. And they're black-tailed. Do you hear that? Probably not, because you're a fly and you don't have earbuds. Ah. I, though. Earbuds? Sorry, earbuds. Apologies, Ah. because it's a fly. Apple earbuds. Yeah. You probably can't hear it because you're wearing earbuds. I can hear it though, because I'm a human. Listen to that. They're not seagulls. They're black tail. Oh. And throughout this whole like perplexing rant, we're getting these cutaways to what looks like a hole in the side of a ship with water rushing through it. Black border and then in the center like a blue hole with sunlight. Yep. And the fly guy's like, what the fuck? No, I'm just going to kill one of your friends now. And Bruno's like, try it. I hope you don't get dragged down. And he's like grabbing onto the mast and then water explodes up through the deck and the whole boat starts sinking and like cool guitar music kicks in here. Because turns out... Wait, can I elaborate on my theory that I had for this before you... Which one? <laughs> so, okay, when you... Oh, right. So when I... Nick had a couple of theories that he voiced throughout the episode. Okay, so the first one as I made as a joke was like... <gasps> What if his stand is the boat? And you went, no. I mean, we've kind of already had that with the orangutan. Yeah, but at the same time, it almost feels like the stand was kind of the boat at the same time. Also, you didn't say, what if his stand was the boat? You said, what if he is the boat? I mean, at this point, it's basically one and the same. Fair. Yeah. So I was like, what if he's the boat? You went, no, he's not. And then I thought, what if, what was the other thing that I had? I don't know, man. You had it. Uh, I was taking notes. Something about, like, 
what if his stand is, is the, the boat? boat? And you were like, no, it's not. Stop. So what's his stand, Liam? Not what? the boat. But what's he done? What he's done, and we don't see this quite yet, because first um, Bruno monologues about how he didn't just open the deck earlier to find a barkio, he put a hole in the boat. Oh. And because he figured out that... He wasn't just hiding below decks and in the, in the regular pipes because Abakio showed him by making himself bleed and leaving a trail of blood which disappeared the instant it went below decks. <gasps> Genius. He couldn't have used words. So where was he? Well, he was deflating. Yeah, but Giorno could still talk. So why couldn't Abakio just Kind of say... a complex, uh, complex idea to convey in such a short amount of time. Okay, hang on. He probably has about five seconds. Let's see how quickly I can explain to you the situation. Sure. Okay, three, two, one... Okay, so the boat is actually not a boat. It's a but condom of a boat. Keep in mind, you're also being stabbed right now. Oh, okay, hang on. Let's just... Okay, ready? And deflating, so you three, can't have much air in your lungs. Three, two, one. Okay, so the boat isn't a boat. It's a condom of a boat, and you need to destroy both boats. <laughs> that was six seconds, but I think you got the gist that of it. That was six seconds? That's bullshit. No, that wasn't six seconds. Ooh. That was six leading seconds. That was seconds. six me counting on my fingers, which was... Let's, let's be frank... <laughs> Was so much faster than a second. Oh, okay, I get. <laughs> you have so much more time in the day. Yes, um, I'm always thinking faster than the average. But that would also be. wouldn't have been as dramatic and interesting. Yeah, that's fair. That's, <laughs> that wouldn't have been very JoJo. Yeah, exactly. Often. The boat is like tipping up, and Bruno's hanging from the mask, and he's like, "I rented the yacht on the left. If you don't want to drown, you'd better come out." It's a plot relevant thing. So the lagoon... Why do you think I drew attention to it, Such. So, okay, so the lagoon one mm -hmm. sinks. Yes. And the lagoon two... Was stretched out over the lagoon one in deflated form. But when he opened forming up... Forming a thin shell of boat. But when he opened up the zip, it wasn't the shell that he opened up. It was the actual boat. Um, maybe. It doesn't matter, really. Yeah. Because he was... He wasn't in the pipes in any of them. Mm. He was in the gap between the two boats. Mm. Weird as fuck. <laughs> what even? So he, so okay, so he's in between the condom and the real boat, which for the purposes of this we will call Lagoon Two. Lagoon Two. <laughs> Is that what you call your dick? <laughs> what? Lag well, okay. Don't be crass, Nick. But what the hell does a condom do if not cover the Lagoon Two? <laughs> So anyway, um, Bruno stylishly jumps to the lagoon too. He's, he explains the whole, the whole situation. Thing, yeah. He's got the high ground. He's standing up on the upper, the uppermost deck. And as you said, it's symbolism. Mm. And the half-drowned uh, Zucchero is uh, sort of half in and half out of uh, the way down below decks onto lagoon two. Yeah, the thing that um, Naranchio got sucked into. No. Giorno got sucked into. No. A Bakio got No, he's just into. in like the path to below decks, the regular stairway. Oh, I think. Oh, okay. Are you sure? No. I mean, I'm pretty fucking certain that it's the one that Naranjo. Okay, let's. No, because that was up high. So it would have been the one Jorno got sucked into. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Sure. Whatever. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't aimed at you. Um, <laughs> just like the fuck you. Who? Uh, me? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Uh, so he's half drowned and he's cr clutching deflated Abakio, like, I'll kill him. I swear to God, I'll kill him. And Bruno, who has the high ground and status and power in this exchange. He's just like, do it. Go on. I, I fucking, fucking dare, dare you. You, <laughs> you fucking pleb. Yeah. Come on. 
I'm Bruno motherfucking Bucciarati. Yeah. He says, you can't survive in a gang if you, like, get scared by a threat like that. Go ahead and try. Or give up now and maybe I'll forgive you. Otherwise, I'll definitely murder you. Hmm. Well, my options are slim. I can either murder Abakia, or perhaps I can give in now and still have a chance at redemption. Better friggin' murder him! What? He raises his big knife, uh... Then Bruno does the thing that he learned from Giorno in their fight. Hey. Where he, he unzips his own arm to all but a thread to... Punch him from real far away. Yeah, thereby zipping his head off. Or should you say, star platter fisting him. No. Because he's got like that no, not... star finger, but with his fist no. with the zip. It comes off and is all like... Woo. Not good. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! Everyone reflates. End of episode. <laughs> I just love that it's literally like... And everyone reflates and end. So, um... Zucchero. Yeah, Zucchero. We only really meet him... Very briefly. Proper in this episode, very briefly. But, of course, he was in last week, too. Now, does Zucchero ever show up again? No, he has been... Oh, actually, no. He's in next week's episode. They're still on the boat yeah, next week. Because I imagine he'd be like a prisoner of war. But he goes away pretty quickly. Oh. Oh, okay. Now, it's not zucchini. Okay, yeah, let's start from the start. Zucchero. Noun. Sugar. In Italian. But also, oh. Zucchero Fornaciari oh. is an Italian singer-songwriter and musician with an order of merit of the Italian Republic. His stage name Zucchero is the Italian word for sugar, as his elementary teacher used to call him. Oh. His music is largely inspired by gospel soul, sorry, gospel, soul, blues and rock music and alternates between Italian ballads and more rhythmic R&B boogie-like pieces. Oh, I do like to boogie. He is credited as the father of Italian blues, introducing the blues to big but big stage in Italy. Quite ironic that he would be defeated by the Moody Blues then. Ooh! No, sorry, it was Moody Jazz, Liam. Anyway, that's a Zucchero. So Zucchero means sugar, eh? Mm. Oh, honey, honey. Do, 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 you say, do. I, I must have talked about... Mm. Bad 90s live-action Riverdale movie where middle-aged Jughead raps that song. What? And he goes, Ah, oh, sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. Oh, 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 oh. oh no. Check that out. No. It's, it's really bad. No. I watch it like once a month. <laughs> Do you actually? Yeah. <laughs> when you need something to cheer you up after a long, hard day. Oh, honey, honey. <laughs> it's so bad. And he's doing it in front of his son. Why? <laughs> Why? On what level does that... Ah. Zucchero's stand is soft machine. Soft machine. Soft machine. Is it because it makes everything soft and fluffy like a condom? Yeah. Mm. Famously fluffy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's fluffed for your pleasure. They are an English rock and jazz band from Canterbury formed in mid-1966, named after the novel The Soft Machine by William S. Burroughs. What's The Soft Machine by William S. Burroughs all about? Why, that's a novel composed using the cut-up technique, partly from manuscripts belonging to the Word Horde, and it's part of the Nova Trilogy. Um, question, what is the cut-up technique? The title, The Soft Machine, is a name for the human body, and the main theme of the book concerns how control mechanisms invade the body. Ah! What? Like what? I don't know, man. I haven't read it. There's time travel. <gasps> oh my god, this book gets better and better. As such an, as such an agent, he makes a time travel machine and takes on a gang of Mayan priests who use the Mayan calendar to control the minds of slave labourers used for planting maize. 
Sorry, what's this called again? I'm writing this down the in my phone. The soft machine. The soft machine. So, quick question regarding the soft machine. If we're the soft machine, mm-hmm. what's society? The invisible machine. Just like capitalism. Yeah, that makes sense. The invisible hand. The invisible hand of fate. Sure. We should do a berserk podcast. No. Oh. So, what's that? Does it have his favorite food? No, don't have that for the villain. Oh, villainos. what? Come on. This part got way less His nationality is Roman, though. Roman? Interesting. Definitely a going concern in the early 2000s. Yeah. I mean, Roman definitely isn't part of Italy. Hirohiko Araki had this to say about Soft Machine. Oh, God. The design uses dots to, to differentiate itself from Kraftwerk's lines because it stabs things with its saber and deflates them. I think I put more focus on the stand users themselves rather than their stands in part five. For reference, you haven't seen Kraftwerk yet. No, I haven't. But now I know. Kraftwerk got a fucking reference. (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Anyway, the end credits play. Then, we have a secret post-credits scene where Bruno just like Nick Fury's uh, Abakio into his Avengers team. Hang on, shall I just pull out a cigarette and be like... Hey, I want to run a new gang. Hey, I'm forming a team. We're just gonna, like, extort people and shit. Abakio is, like, walking out, clearly intoxicated. Uh, he's down on his luck. He's having a bad day. He's probably just murdered someone. Well, he says, he says, Bruno says, uh-huh. imparting his philosophy, his, his <laughs> philosophy on, uh... Okay, from now on, whenever we say philosophy, it's philosophy. Onto, uh, onto Abakio. What's important isn't the end results, it's how you get there. Join my team! Don't die bound to your past. And then he pulls his umbrella down, and he looks into Abakio's eyes. And they just start making out. Longingly. Um, Forlornly. So, like, yeah, the ends don't justify the means. Yep. Uh, don't obsess with the past events that inform your superpower. Yep, deontological philosophy. Life goes on. The worst philosophy. Blah, blah, blah. End of episode. Not taking a round view of all the possible philosophical arguments to make in a moral entomology. I don't know what you're talking about, so I'm not going to engage. I did one philosophy thing at uni and it was half of of like ethics and stuff for project management and I really enjoyed it and this is the only place where I'm probably going to be able to talk about in any setting and be able to be on my own personal thoughts. So Nick. Yeah, okay, alright, fine. Highlights and lowlights for this episode. Okay, highlight. There was a second condom boat over the top of a normal boat. Yep. Genius! Araki is a modern fucking masterpiece. Like, what? What the fuck? What the... Just that entire unveiling, I was like, what? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Fucking what? We're doing this now? Yeah. So yeah, no, that's my highlight. 100%. Yeah. Cool. Your highlight? Uh, black-tailed gull. I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. What uh, what just, sound do they make when they... Um... Oh, like sort of meowing sound. Do you want to give me an impression? No. I just like it how um, <laughs> it's one of those classic uh, classic Jojo turning the tables things to say. Just, ch- just changing kill- the subject. I'll kill you. I'll fuck your face off with my sword. I um, will destroy you. Um, you said the wrong kind of bird before. <laughs> But of course, in this, t- in, this, in this case, it's even more um, appropriate than those usual Jojo protagonist changes the subject and beats you up thing. Because it feeds into the plot. Well, because in of. this time, he's, okay, so he's just kind of blatantly stalling for time. Mm. He's saying something mm. so perplexing, the guy's like, what? Is that, is that where the treasure is? Yeah. And he's like... And then, and then water. And then mass amounts of water. Yeah. Good time. I like it. 
It's good. Low lights. Low lights. Probably Abakio actually just getting deflated. Gross. I, was, I thought it was like, oh, Moody Blues. We'll see how he solves this one. That. I was like, oh. Okay, so now we're just back to Bruno again. He unlocks the door, but Bruno had to open it. Whoa. Whoa. I should change my low light now. <laughs> no, I'm staying with that. Um, and my low light is um, Bruno describing a Bakio, uh, Narantia's body as like a condom. Why? It's, it's weird. so fitting. It's like, like a, a condom. It's like a balloon, but stretchier. And it has a pulse. So, Nick. Yes. The soft machine has been defeated. Fuck me. They are on the boat towards um, wherever the hell they're going. The Fortune Place. Yeah. Which, Polpo Island. Uh, which was on... Uh... The Caribbean Knights. Pirates of the Polpo Knights. King Arthur and his round fortune. Excalibur and the mysteries of the Mafia <laughs> money. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, the faster you find the answer, the sooner I'll stop making up names. Capri. They're going to Capri. Yeah. The land of the juice. The soft machine has been defeated. Uh-huh. They're on their way to Capri. Uh-huh. Capri, son. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> we did that last week, but sure. Did we? Yeah. Man, we're so original. So full of original content. What do you think will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part five, Venta Oreo, in the episode entitled, Sex Pistols Appears. We're going to have a hostage off. So, okay. So we've just had Condom Man, Soft Machine, mm -hmm. be all like, Ugh, I've been defeated. Oh no. <laughs> that is how he saw it sounds. Yeah. And then uh, they'll be all like, but we've defeated you because we have the high ground. He's like, no, I... Lightsaber. That and is then, how that, that yep. they all sound. Yep. And then he's Perfect all... Perfect impressions. Yep. The man then, of a thousand voices, Nick Ballantyne. Well, what can I say? Uh, so then he's going to be all like, all right, you big fuck. Why are you after us? And he'll be all like, <laughs> I want the money. I want all the money. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. Uh, and then he'll be all like, of course. Of course he wants the... Why am I shaking him? Yeah, Nick I'm, is... Um... I'm gesturing shaking him when no one can see it. Yeah. Anyway, he's going to shake and be all like, I want the money, but my friend will come and avenge me. And then they'll just throw him in the ocean. Okay. Because they're mobsters. Mm -hmm. and Sleeping with the yeah. fishes. Oh, not that far. You don't want to kill them. Oh, you just want to wet him a bit. No, no. You want to send a message. Are they going to keel haul him? Maybe. Painful. I mean, that's, that's a lot of... Yeah, that's a lot further than a mobster would go. Mm. A mobster doesn't want to get his hands dirty. He just wants to use a gun instead. Ah. So, okay. Sex Pistols appears. So, okay. I think Sex Pistols will probably be the other guy ah. that was in the car. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see one of the other dudes stands fight that. That makes sense. Yeah. So Which sex... one? I'm going to guess Misha. Mister. Mister. I was thinking Misha Mansour, who is a guitarist. Okay. Yep. Who's sick reference for anyone who likes periphery. They'll be all like, oh, but I know Misha Mansour. And I'll be like, cool. Good on you. Not the guy. Um, if anyone does do that, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> if anyone's like, oh, I know Periphery, they're a band. Then you can be all like, wow. I didn't expect that. One person knew who they were, Nick. Uh, so Sex Whistle will be the other guy. And he'll be all like, welcome to the island of plebs, fuckfaces. I was on a third boat also all along. Also known as Capri. <laughs> yeah, he was on the Lagoon 4. Yeah. No, no, wasn't he on Lagoon 3? <gasps> no, he is on Lagoon 4. I get it. Yeah. So anyway, Mr. will be all like, I can't shoot him. He was on Lagoon 4. He, he's outwitted me for the last time. So what's his evil power then? Okay, so Sex Pistols. Sex Pistols are like a punk band? Yeah. They? Yeah. Were they the guys who did Nazi punks fuck off? Or was that Dead Kennedys? 
I think that was Dead Kennedys. Okay. So Sex Pistols was probably the Queen one. Uh, God Save the Queen. Was that Sex Pistols? I can't remember. I think that must have been Sex Pistols because they were English. If I remember right. I don't know, man. I do all this reading all right. when we're recording let's, the episode. Let's assume that the Sex Pistols are English for the purposes of further discussion. And he'll have like... Yeah, it was the Dead Kennedys. Damn it. Wait, no, that means I was right. Mm. Okay, cool. Anyway, so he'll be all like, Sex Pistols. Boom. And then Sex Pistols will be some kind of like... It's, I don't know, fucking mind control bullshit, maybe. <laughs> sure, why not? I don't know. I have nothing to go off. The guy's like brooding in the car being like, yeah. This is the one we saw wearing the hat. He had a hat and something like a pink tank top sort of thing. I mean, this gives away nothing given that it's a JoJo's character. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had a guy who was on the street with his hair and like a white coat and stuff. And his power was <laughs> he could fold up paper real good likes. Mm -hmm. What do I go off of this hat? So he'll be all like, ah, sex pistols. Mm -hmm. And who's going to battle him? Mister. And what's his power? Uh, he has a gun. Ah. I think 90% will be he has a gun, but maybe like the fourth shot will be unlucky or something. Oh, and he shoots himself in the head. Oh, no. <laughs> so maybe it'll be something really dumb, like the first three shots and the last two can't miss. Although they can be impeded by terrain or some shit. So they can miss. I don't know why I said that. Anyway. The fourth shot will always come back for me, which means I have to be really fast or do some weird stand bullshit. Hey, Jono, can you turn my gun into a banana so it shoots out another smaller banana to splat me in the face? Cool. Now I'm invincible. I don't know. I have no idea what it could be. I suspect it's something to do with his gun because mm -hmm. the gun was in the OP. Mm -hmm. And I know that the hourglass of Abakio was in the OP as mm, well. Time. Time. Rewind. So that means guns... And shooting. And aeroplane. Yeah, I don't know what the aeroplane's all about. I don't think... I don't think Narmusha... Narantia. Uh, Narantia will do anything with that aeroplane for, like, a while. Because <laughs> I think we're going to get more on... What's the other guy's name? The math project? Fugo. Fugo. I think we're going to get more on Fugo before Narantia gets anything. Uh, it just feels remember like... Remember Panacotta Fugo? Panacotta Fugo. Was that his name? Yes. I did not remember that. <laughs> but, uh... Now I don't think I'll ever forget. No... Check in well, next we'll episode. See. It's just like, do you remember what Fugo's first name is? Yeah, yeah, Pancetta. And be like, Nikki. Parmigiana. Yeah, Carpaccio. Bruno. <laughs> so, Alright, seems comprehensive. Yeah. They'll yeah. fight, he'll shoot him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll shoot him. And they'll be all like, you shot him! And Bruno will get angry because he doesn't want to kill him. And anyone. then what, will they find the treasure? No, I reckon there's going to be precisely four battles for the four members that are yet to be introduced. Ah. And then we'll get four introductions to stands and they'll be like, but where's the fortune? Where is the fortune? Someone else has already gotten to it. And then what will they do? They'll hunt after the... They'll what? The, the, they'll hunt after... <laughs> oh my. They'll hunt after the bad lady. The division lady. The multiplication lady. Oh, from the opening. Exactly. The weak, fragile woman who's actually Easy. the most... Who's the most powerful character in the whole of JoJo's ah. yet. But she'll be all like, you can't possibly hurt me. My name is Ellie. I'm from Pet Cemetery." <laughs> Nick watched Pet Cemetery over the week. I did. Um, I went and saw it with one of my friends who has a daughter. And he was, he was getting emotional. <laughs> it was, ooh. Because there's a bit where it's all like, oh, we might have to kill the daughter. And then he's all like, well, Will, my friend. He was like, oh, oh no. Oh no, emotions. Oh no, I don't want to kill my daughter. <laughs> so, yeah. But, well, he has to. He's seen the movie. It's the law. Uh, uh, you know, 
though sometimes dead is better. So that wraps things up. What, a pet cemetery? Yep, the end. Oh man, Stephen King, what a guy. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Jojo's Podcast, Jojo's Podcast at gmail.com. Send us. me your money. Jojo's <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> slash Jojo's World. Liam, Liam, just, just can I have a quick assignment? <laughs> <laughs> um, Liam. Liam, um, are we the mobsters here? <laughs> are we bullying people into giving us money? And until next time, <laughs> to, to be, be continued. continued. <laughs>